0: Today we will begin a new series entitled The Ransom Road. In this series, we will be looking at the days of Jesus leading up to the crucifixion, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection. We will begin looking at the scripture in Matthew chapter 26 beginning with verse 1. Jesus forewarned his disciples that after two days it would be the Feast of the Passover. Jesus told them he would be betrayed and crucified. The chief priests, the scribes and the elders of the people assembled at the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas. These men plotted to kill Jesus. Archaeologists claim to have found the remains of Caiaphas in 1990. They were in an ancient burial cave in Jerusalem. I have read that it was believed Caiaphas committed suicide two years after the plot to kill Jesus. These men plotted to take Jesus subtly and kill him. They wanted to wait until after the feast day. They were afraid there might be an uproar from the people. Many of the people were followers of Christ. As Jesus was visiting Bethany, He was in the house of Simon the leper. A woman approached him. She had an alabaster box of every precious ointment. We know that the alabaster box was worth a lot of money. I read that in 2003, the box would have been worth about $12,000. The woman poured the ointment on Jesus' head. It angered the disciples. Judas questioned what purpose was the waste. He said they could have sold it and given the money to the poor. Jesus understood his motives were not pure. He asked them why they troubled the woman. He told them that what she had done was good. They did not realize it was a representation of what was coming in the future. He told them they would always have the poor with them that they would not always have Jesus himself with them. This referred to his physical body not always being with them. Jesus told the disciples that the ointment she had poured on his body, she did for his burial. Jesus said that wherever the gospel would be preached in the whole world, the story would be told of her. As you can plainly see, the story is still being told today all over the world. Judas was the disciple who betrayed Jesus. He went into the chief priest. He asked him what he would give him if he delivered Jesus unto him. The chief priest decided on 30 pieces of silver. According to statistics, that was only about $197.40. In today's money from that moment judas sought an opportunity to betray jesus the feast of unleavened bread had arrived the disciples came to jesus and asked him where he would like them to prepare the passover feast he told them to go into the city and approach a certain man they were to tell the man that the master's time had come They were to tell him that Jesus wanted to spend Passover at his home with the disciples. The disciples obeyed Jesus and prepared the Passover. That evening, he sat down with the disciples. As they ate, he told them that one of them would betray him. Judas had the opportunity to repent. Jesus was letting him know that he knew what was happening and what was about to take place. The disciples were sad and worried that it was one of them who had betrayed him. They did not realize at the time which one it would be. Jesus told them it would be the one that dipped his hand in the dish with Jesus. All of the disciples were dipping into the dish, so that would make it hard to decipher. Jesus made it clear that it would be better for the one who betrayed him if he had never been born. This is so sad to me. It lets us know that Judas' eternal security was probably not in heaven with Jesus. Judas chose to reject Christ the same way so many people today choose to reject him. Unless they repent and make their heart right with Christ, their eternal fate will also be the same as Judas. Judas asked Jesus if it was him. Jesus replied, You have said. As they were eating, Jesus took bread. He blessed and broke it. He gave it to all of the disciples. He told them to take and eat it, that it was his body. This is why we take communion today in remembrance of the Passover. Jesus' body was broken at the crucifixion, just as he broke the bread. The bread represented his broken body. He then took the cup and gave thanks. He gave it to them and told them to drink all of it. The cup represents the blood shed at Calvary. Jesus made it clear that the blood of the New Testament was what he shed for many for the remission of their sins. That was the last time he would drink with the disciples until in the kingdom of heaven. They sang a hymn and then went out into the Mount of Olives. Jesus told the disciples that all of them would forsake him. The scripture had previously prophesied in Zechariah 13:7 that the shepherd would be smitten and the sheep of the flock would be scattered abroad. Peter felt that the others might be offended because of Jesus, but that he never would. Jesus prophesied to him that very night before the rooster crowed, Peter would deny him three times. Peter and the other disciples said that they would die with Christ. They would never deny him. Jesus and his disciples then made their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. This garden is located across the Kidron Valley from Jerusalem. He told the disciples to sit while he went into the garden to pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him. He was sorrowful and very heavy. I cannot imagine the pain Jesus must have been feeling. His very own creation was turning their back on him. He knew he had to die for the sins of the world. The pressure of the whole world was on his back. And yet he chose to die for you, for me, and for every other human who has ever lived or will ever live. His soul was exceeding sorrowful even unto death. He told Peter, James, and John to tarry and watch with him. Even Jesus needed the presence of others. He went a little further away from them. He fell on his face and prayed, Oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Those were the words of the Savior of the world. This truly shows that Jesus really did become a man. In the flesh, just as we are, he did feel fear. He did feel anguish. He knew what rejection felt like. Yet he still prayed, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. He returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. They were about to be tempted to forsake him and did not even realize it. Jesus said the spirit indeed was willing, but the flesh was weak. On our own, we are not strong enough to walk away from the temptations in our lives. It is through prayer that we receive the strength our spirit needs to overcome the flesh. Again, Jesus went away and prayed, oh my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, your will be done." My mind goes back to King David when he prayed and begged God not to allow his baby to die. He fasted and prayed. When the baby did die, he realized his baby could never return to him, but he could go to where his baby was. God may not always answer our prayers in the way we think or wish that he would, Even though we faithfully pray and fast for a miracle, we have to be willing to accept His will over ours. Jesus came out of the garden again only to find the disciples asleep. It was late and they were very tired. He left them once more and returned to prayer once again. He prayed the same words again. He came back to the disciples and told them that the hour was at hand the Son of Man would be betrayed into the hands of sinners. He told them to rise so they could be going. He told them the one who had betrayed Him was at hand. Next week, we will be looking at the betrayal and trial of Jesus. We appreciate you tuning in to our new podcast and pray that you will join us for the next episode of Ransom Road. You may find us at www.kingdomrock.org or by listening to Mission Tabernacle Outreach through Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. I would love for you to message me directly at missiontabernacle20 at gmail.com. Thank you and please be in prayer for the Lord to continue to use us in the highways and byways to tell the world about Him. May God bless, and we look forward to seeing you next week.